Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. I am your host, Ginger Mackenzie, and I'm joined by the Snoopy to my Woodstock. <laughs> I'll just be the Charlie Brown today. You're Snoopy. Oh, no. I am most definitely a Charlie Brown. You're a Charlie Brown? All right. All right. I well, am. everybody, this is Autumn Smith. As Hello, first. everybody. From my very Charlie Brownish world, hello <laughs> to you. How are you? Good if anyone grief. has a little booth where I can pay five cents to share my woes, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we are now on episode two of season four. We are one step closer to our big 50th episode. Yes, that's right. And I bet everyone listening to this has a very distinct idea of the musical that we are doing today. But I hate to break it to you. You're wrong. Exactly. What are we doing today, Anna? We are doing Snoopy the Musical. You just pulled the Lucy and pulled the football out from right underneath all our I know. listeners who thought we were doing you're a good man, Charlie Brown. I know. I know. They thought we were going to talk about new philosophies. Nope. But they were wrong. Nope. No way. No. This Snoopy is an it is. Pick. This is an autumn pick and it's all about Snoopy. It so, is about, <laughs> in a way kind of about snoopy it's kind of about the rest of the peanuts characters the book's a bit of a mess kind of about nothing yeah um but it's soup soup's cute it's very and i remember doing this with young people and the joy was infectious okay so So it was the full story here yeah, it's the reason why I chose it. I, I remember um, doing it. I, I did some of the choreography for it in at the community theater when I was in my 20s. And I was working with the youth group and it was all the younger kids doing it. Cute. And it was magical. And I, it was when I, I worked with the, the person who directed it is now the resident director of the Lion King International. So it was a, it was a really good production. John is a great director and the kids were adorable and sweet. And sometimes you just need a reminder that kids should rule the world. And this is kind of what this musical is. It's a place. Is it perfect? No. Is any musical perfect? No, no. really. As um, per shown in our first episode of the season, Wicked, where we poked a lot of holes in that witch's hat. <laughs> we melted it down, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah, no, sometimes you just need something that is a reminder of goodness. And I think even in, in its imperfection, there's some great messaging in this musical. And it's sweet. It's just super sweet. And if you don't know it, please go have a listen to it because it should be done in every school. Forget, you know, forget your greases and things like that. Do this. This is this is cute. It's but it's also hopeful. Right. Yep. Well, that's, and, yeah, that's right. Char- you're, 
You're giving yeah. Charlie Brown's the same concept. Yeah, and I think what it does really well, even with all of its multiple creators, is it 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 captures that kind of comic strip genre really well in a musical remastering. And it it really I think it's I think it's done Charles M. Schultz really proud in mm. because it it's great. It's great. And it's got some great songs. And yes. Mac never heard of it until I mentioned it. This was a total left field out of nowhere musical. <laughs> I had I in my notes I, I literally have I learned it this week. I I I mainly knew the other Charlie Brown musical, You're a Good Man Charlie Brown. So when Autumn was like, there's another called Snoopy, I was like, never heard of it, but I'm always down to learn something new. So yeah, it's cute. It's really, let's, really let's learn something new. And I did. So yeah, you wouldn't explore musicals you don't know, because you never know what gems you might find out there. Well, and there are songs that you will recognize in this one. There are a few that I was like, I've heard a few of these at Kiwanis music yep. festival growing up. So there are a few that, that are in here, but Autumn, what's Give everybody a bit of a plot description of these vignettes that show up. In oh, this my. Because it's not really a plot. It's a sequence of vignettes. Yes. Yes. People don't really know this musical because it hasn't gone to Broadway. This is our second musical that has never been on Broadway. That's right. What was the first? Anna Green Gables. <gasps> oh, right. I mean, people, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just put Anna Green Gables. Although I don't know about their marketability, but everyone should see them because they're awesome. Yeah. But yeah. So, but if we put Anna Green Gables on Broadway, I would make money. I don't see the thing. I think the reason why Anna Green Gables and this can't be on Broadway is because they're too nice, and people, I like they we're in the age of angsty. We're in the age of jagged little functional angst, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing against that. Yeah, Um, I would rather go see something that is going to lift my heart. Yep. Maybe I'm just an old person. I don't know. <laughs> I've lived through the angst. Why would I want to? Yeah. I mean, look, friends, I ran an Irish theater. There's nothing more angsty than that. It's true. <laughs> Those Celts. Sometimes you just need a good story. And yeah. this is not a good story. It's just the peanuts. It's the peanuts. Yeah. Who so, is your favorite peanut, though? Before we get started, like, who is your favorite peanut? Oh, that's a very tough question. I love Linus. Linus is cute. And I'll tell you why. Sarah is my Linus. To my Charlie Brown. (laughs) I relate very wholeheartedly to Charlie. I am a Charlie Brown. I am, I am the, Mm -hmm. I'm, there are so many reasons why I'm the Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. Life's just, he's unlucky. I, I, for a lot of things, that is me too. Good grief. But good grief indeed. That should be my new motto. Forget the swear words. Good grief. I just always love his thing on trick-or-treating where it's, I got a rock. <laughs> That's still my favorite. Peanut butter again. Yeah. It's that kind of. Yeah. 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 Pink yeah. pen was always my favorite. I always liked the animation of just this dirt the cloud. <laughs> dirt cloud? Yeah. My, I also my, my, should have an affinity with Peppermint Patty mm. uh, for for different reasons. <laughs> Very underrated peanut, I think, Peppermint Patty. Pepper, I'm, I could be a Peppermint Patty, too, but I'm not. I'm not a Peppermint Patty. 
Sarah's closer to Peppermint Patty than I am, but she's also more of a Linus. Like she's True. she's quietly wise. Yes. As long as you're not a Lucy, we're okay. Oh no, I've had Lucy's in my past. They're complicated. That they're they're it's a hot mess. They're Lucy, bullies. Lucy is an insecure. Uh, she she doesn't know what she wants, so she takes it out on everybody else. I feel badly for her. You you have a very sympathetic heart. For me, I'm just like Lucy. I don't got time for you and your football. She's trying to look good. I have time for it, except when it affects my children. Then I don't have to go. Then I'm like, step away. You need to, like, but it's about making choices. Don't accept that behavior. Yeah. Say no. Yeah. Because if if Lucy heard no a little bit more often, she might... Change her ways? She might change her ways, man. Woodstock is also another underrated peanut. I know. Right? I love those animated yeah. characters. It's like Cousin It in the Addams Family that just... Yeah, they have the same voice. Kind of they, do. they do. Well, we also have that. You also have like Ed in, in The Lion King that's just the laughing hyena all the time. Yeah. There's I some love really, those characters. Right? The, non, the non-speaking that are just kind of <laughs> there to like there to, like, there to comment like, 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 commentate on the situation in their own way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, nothing beats the Woodstock laugh when when something happens and it's <laughs> right, like just 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 a maniacal joy that Woodstock gets out of people's pain and misery. Sometimes, well, I think I think these characters are probably the fools of the works. Yeah, Autumn. Oh, the tell plot. us the plot of or or the vignettes that get featured in this. Okay, uh, well, musical. it is a lot about Snoopy, hence the title. Mm-hmm. So we see Snoopy on his doghouse. They sing a song. Then Charlie Brown and Lucy have a brief discussion of why he chose Snoopy as a pet, mm-hmm. which almost leads to Lucy getting Charlie Brown to buy a new pet. Goldfish. Yeah. Uh, which will be a little bit easier, probably. Hoping to please his pet owner, Snoopy decides to try to follow Charlie Brown's directions better. So he decides to be a better t- <laughs> Ah, Maud is a Snoopy. Meanwhile, we see Woodstock beginning his day, but to his dismay, he seems to have fallen in love with a worm. Um, (laughs) Peppermint Patty has similar problems to Woodstock because she wishes that she could be prettier to impress Charlie Brown. Yeah, we'll get into that song. I got thoughts on it. Which is, you're a lesbian. Let's just lay it on the line now. Marcy is who you should. We all know. We all know. So don't worry about Charlie Brown. It's like Velma and Scooby Doo. We all know Velma. We all know. We all know Peppermint Patty. Yeah. Um. Look at the Birkenstocks. Just saying. We're going to dissect the Birkenstocks on Lesbianas. So that's a whole. I cannot wait for that episode. It's a thing. So after hurry up face, we get. Uh, all the peanut kids in school and uh, the teacher wah, 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 is asking about the poet Edgar Allan Poe and they sing a phenomenal song about <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. I love that song. It's brilliant. Um, and Linus, of course, says everything correctly. 
Mm-hmm. And Charlie Brown says the complete opposite. Charles so Dickens. Up. Oh, Christmas it's great. Carol. It's great. It's so good. And the girls are like, I don't know what's happening. Don't call um, on me. Don't call on me. Please, 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 miss. Meanwhile, uh, the girl, Peanuts, uh, Sally, Peppermint Patty, and Lucy have a happy discussion uh, on what they've learned in their lives while Snoopy reflects on how he misses his mother. It's very sad. It's very sad. Poor Snoopy. It skips to Halloween, jumps forward to Halloween. Trust me, when I was listening to the album, I was like, how the heck did we get all the way to the great Pumpkin King? Yes, yes. So Linus, along with a reluctant Snoopy, await the arrival of the great Pumpkin in the pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know about the great pumpkin, please go watch Snoopy. Okay. They, they believe it, the great pumpkin is the Santa Claus of Halloween. It's so cute. <laughs> um, to their dismay, the great pumpkin never arrives. Due to but fog and frost. Like, like every year. The next morning, the group awakes and they're staring at their skies, at uh, the sky and the clouds. But instead, yeah. they see all of the really great things in the clouds. Yeah, we'll get into that song, too. Okay. It's a great song. Uh, we'll get into it. Oh, my God. You can't pull apart children looking at clouds. Yes, I can. Continue, though. <laughs> Whatever. All Everyone sees, like, very vibrant, huge things. And then Charlie Brown says he sees a horsey and a ducky. Which is perfect. I like Charlie Brown's thing because that's honest. Mm-hmm. Something they get into is questionable. We'll get into that. Well, it's they're kids. No kid knows about Caesar and the Rubicon. Uh, it's Linus's line. Of course he does. Yeah. Mackenzie Horner, have you met yourself? There are things that you know about that no one in the world knows about. True, but at, well, how are they six years old? No, 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 no. No, they're like, I guess say they're 10 or 11. Okay. Well, okay, they're well, not six. All right. Well, hold on. Well, okay. We'll say we're putting a pin in this conversation because we will talk about this song in a bit. And don't forget, it was written at a time when children learned different things. True. Right? After that, we skip ahead again. And Snoopy enters as the Easter Beagle <laughs> to hand out. We skipped Christmas, everybody. I don't know why it just happened. Charlie Brown got um, busy cutting cutting down his tree. I guess so. So Snoopy enters as the Easter Beagle and hands <laughs> out Easter eggs to everyone except Charlie Brown. He sings this cute little song about his dog and where did my little dog go? Yes. Um, similar events progress, and Lucy Pemberton and Patty and Sally try to sell Snoopy for less than a dime. <laughs> Though Snoopy is quick to realize that he must mend his way, and he wishes that he could start over at Daisy Hill. Life soon goes back to normal, and the gang seems to have forgotten everything. Uh, <laughs> convenient. Yeah. They are, however, beginning to think, as Lucy says, that they live in the most boring place in the whole stupid world. All of them ask the same question, if anything good will ever happen. They decide to organize a party, but Snoopy isn't allowed. Snoopy decides that he will have his own party and still will have a fun time. And that is where we end Act 1. Act 2, the show reopens with the whole gang thinking about friends and how they help each other. Unfortunately, Play Beagle, a play on Playboy, has decided not to publish Snoopy's manuscript. 
So it's a bit all over the place as I'm reading this book description. It's a bit choppy. But Snoopy's spirit remain undaunted even amid the throes of rejection as he begins his new story. And we get this phenomenal genre morphing the great writer, which is brilliant. The story is only a spoof off classic movies and is rejected by the writers, I guess. Later, Peppermint Patty sarcastically expresses her love for Charlie Brown, but soon says that it'll never happen. Did you come to a revelation? Sally asks Linus if he can go to the movies, but he also rejects her. However, Sally is still confident that one day Linus will marry her, (laughs) which is wishful thinking. Yeah. Sally, seeing the leaves fall from a tree, remarks that there is something to learn from the cycle of life. Which is hilarious. But the song is brilliant. Don't be anything less than everything you can be. There you go. Don't be a leaf if you can be the tree. Don't be a raindrop if you can be the sea. For a leaf may fall, but the tree remains. It may never rain at all, but the sea remains. Better to be the tree and the sea. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, while sitting atop his doghouse, Snoopy receives a letter delivered by Woodstock, and he has become a head beagle. Head there you beagle go. of what? I have no idea. But Snoopy celebrates his success with a big song called The Big Bow Wow. <laughs> Later, the gang begins a discussion of Christmas. We're back, back to holidays and innocence. Uh, and they look up at the starry sky. Charlie Brown remarks, I think that there must be a tiny star out there that is my star. Yeah. So then they reflect on friendship and realize that if one person changes their world, they might as well be friends forever. Aww. Which is, it's very, uh, it's very, very uh, sweet. Um, and it, uh We'll talk about that song. Okay. Um, Because it's very important. Mm -hmm. Because a big star sang it for somewhere else, which will be mentioned later on. Maybe by Mackenzie, maybe by me. One of us will mention it. Okay. Okay. Linus remarks to Charlie Brown, well, as Lucy always says, he isn't much of a dog. Snoopy replies, but after all, who is? After the show, is, uh, a bow is sung from the song, Don't Be Anything Less Than Everything You Can Be. It's a weird one. It is a bit of a weird one. Sweet, it's sweet as sugar. <laughs> sweet as sugar. Sweet as sugar. It's very child-friendly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great to talk about friendship and, you yes. know. It's, yeah, I think it's yes. really cute. I, I agree. I agree. So then, Autumn, we can go right into the next section, which is, who is our creative team? Oh, man, me again. What's happening here today? I know. I know. You got a lot of the heavy lifting at the beginning. What's going on? Um, so the piece, and I'm going to go into a little bit about these people because you will probably never hear their names again. Um, so we have Larry Grossman. Started working in New York City. He's the composer. He started working in NYC as a vocal coach and accompanist. He was uh, he started out having songs and reviews like No Shoestrings. And then he started working with lyricist Hal Hackety. 
Mm -hmm. uh, in 68. Their first piece together was the title song, The Play, Play It Again, Sam, which was very popular at that time. Their collaboration led uh, to Grossman's Broadway debut in 1970, where he went on to write the scores for four Broadway musicals, Minnie's Boys, which we might talk about because it's got some good music in it. He wrote Good Time Charlie and in collaboration with theater legend Hal Prince, A Doll's Life and Grind, for which he received Tony nominations. There you go. Uh, then in 75, he composed Snoopy with Hal Hackety, uh, which was performed in six languages worldwide with the first London production receiving an Olivier Award nomination. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. He also composed the musical Paper Moon for the Paper Mill Playhouse. A lot of paper there. Yeah. Um, and a revised version was presented at uh, Goodspeed Opera House and the Ford's Theater in Washington. Paper Moon had two successful tours in Japan. There you go. Yeah. In 2008, um, York Theater Company <laughs> produced a retrospective of his Broadway work. Mm -hmm. uh, and remounting many boys grind good time Charlie and compose yourself a new review of his music um, he also composed a Christmas memory uh, based on the Truman Capote short story uh, the show was nominated for an outer critic circle award for best off Broadway mm. there you go his most recent work was Scrooge in Love mm. um, in 2015 his film work includes the song score for Walt Disney Company's Pocahontas 2. Ah, yes, that classic. Journey to a New World. I remember that growing up. The Great Mouse Detective. Ah, uh, oh, Rattigan. Oh, Rattigan. So that was him. Most famous. Rat yes. That yeah. was him. That's a good one. The Princess Diaries 2, and That's Dancing. Okay. Oh, uh, the last one. Great. But yes, Princess Diaries 2, Julie Andrews, Mattress Surf's. Down We're getting into his relationship with Julie Andrews. Oh. Oh. So um, he also did dramatic film scores, in, uh, including Kurt Vonnegut's Displaced Person and the remake of Alfred Hitchcock's Suspicion, uh, both for American Playhouse. Okay. Um, he co-wrote the Michael Jackson song, Gone Too Soon, with Buzz Cohen. Mm. And he also co-wrote one of my favorite Christmas songs, which was the Peace on Earth Little Drummer Boy collab between David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Wow. Okay. So I, he's one of pretty cool people. He's he, he's like, it's subtle. His his yeah. whole but then you're like, oh, I love that song. Da, da, da. It's yeah. so beautiful. Um uh Grossman is an Emmy Award-winning television uh composer. He has written concerts and cabaret for the likes of Julie Andrews, Shirley MacLaine, Liza Minnelli, Goldie Hawn, Andy Williams, Steve Lawrence, and Edie Gourmet, Joel Gray, Glenn Campbell, Sandy Duncan, and Anne Margaret. Apparently people like uh, this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, you'll see why I'm not. He has written music for four Academy Award telecasts, three Emmy telecasts, two Tony telecasts, the Songwriter Hall of Fame, and Liberty Weekend, produced by David Wolper. Wow. Grossman, here we go. Okay. Served as the musical consultant and composer for The Muppet Show for three seasons. That would do it. Uh huh. Um, 
For his work on The Muppet Show, he received a Peabody Award and a total of 17 nominations, and he won six Emmys. Wow! Okay, good for um, him. He also is the music su- uh, supervisor and composer for Julie's Green Room, the Netflix series for children starring Julie Andrews and The Muppets. I love that. How old is this guy? He's kind of old. He's also he's also working currently as the co-producer on The World According to Snoopy, a reimagined production of this musical. Good for him. He's coming back to it. I love it because we should revisit this one. It's great. It's (laughs) so great. Um, The lyricist is one Hal Hackety. Yeah. Who spent his earlier career writing teleplays for early anthology series at the General Electric Theater and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. He graduated to feature films as the screenwriters of (laughs) B-movies and capitalizing on the rock and roll craze, including Let's Rock, Senior Prom, and Hey, Let's Twist. Hilarious. Hackety's theatrical career began with a Broadway review of Almost Crazy, uh, and then he also did Minnie, Minnie's Boys, Good Time Charlie, Ambassador, and Teddy and Alice. Uh, he also wrote lyrics for Divorce, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and he also wrote the lyrics for the 1984 London musical Blockheads, which was based on the life of Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. It's great. Hackney wrote the lyrics for Eddie Fisher's 1956 hit, Without You. He was a co-writer with Charles Naylor. For the sentimental ballad, mm. Shake Me, I Rattle, Squeeze Me, I Cry. Do you not know that one? No. It was originally recorded by the Lennon Sisters in 1957. All right. When, and then he started working with our, our friend Larry. He wrote Snoopy, and you'll go into what that was about. Yes. He also represented off-Broadway with a musical adaptation of The Hunchback of Notre Dame in 93, and the review Little by Little, and he also did some work on Alias Jimmy Valentine and Empty Pleasures, which received regional theater stagings. He might be most famous for his lyrics to Let's Go Mets, which is the New York Mets team theme song. Ah, like you are a friend or a fan of the New York Mets. You know Hal Hackety because you there sing you that song. Uh, Hal died in the Bronx uh, on October 12, 2015. Huh, there you go. Um, there's also a book to this that's written by three people who I could find no bios on. Warren Lockhart, Arthur Whitelaw, and Michael Grace. Yes. A lot of people. There were a lot of voices in this. There were a lot of that cooks in where I'm going to end. Because <laughs> I've talked a lot. You have done splendidly. Oh, now I get to take over for a bit. much, darling. I appreciate that. I get to take over a bit now for my one paragraph of production history notes. because Yes, please do. It's very, very epic. It's very, very brief. So as I said, this, uh, and as we've noted, this is a sequel musical to You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, this time focused mainly around Snoopy and his interactions and his thoughts 
which is a nice co- concept for a sequel. Yeah, from the Zod. So, yeah, right? Right? And I mean, there wasn't much noted about the writing process, which is strange considering how many writers they went through. So you would think that, oh, there actually is going to be some good notes here. None. <laughs> no. None whatsoever. So instead, we'll focus on the production history instead. Great. So, Snoopy the Musical premiered on December 9th, 1975 at the Little Fox Theater in San Francisco, California. The show opened to mixed reviews, not quite as critically acclaimed as his predecessor, your good man Charlie Brown. The show closed on July the 5th, 1976, and the show went to Off-Broadway at the Lambs Theater opening December 20th, 1982. Also, in 1976, the original cast album was released with all the songs from the original production included. The off-Broadway production that opened received similar reviews to San Francisco, with criticism being focused on the book, which was credited to three individual writers and the Charles M. Schultz Creative Associates. According to critics, the book was a jumble of Peanuts dialogue that meanders into various other neighborhoods to accommodate the score. Later, when Lorena Luffett replaced the role of Peppermint Patty, a new song was written for her entitled Hurry Up Face. The song was used in later productions included and was included including the West End. The show was performed 152 times and closed in May 1983. The musical first opened in the West End for previews on September 16th, 1983. The musical ran in the West End Duchess Theater opening on September the 20th. 1983, and starred Ted Kempner as Snoopy. The show closed in November 1984 after 479 performances and good reviews. It was critically acclaimed, and as Autumn said, it won an Olivier. And it even has had a revival in 2003. Then, also in 1983, the original West End original cast album was released with Hurry Up Face from the 1982 Off-Broadway production included in the track list. The musical was first produced in Canada by the Toronto Civic Light Opera Company in January 1983 and was directed by Joe Cascone and starred Brad Donovan as Snoopy. The company then revived the show in 1995 with Cascone now playing the title role of Snoopy. In 1986, Snoopy premiered in Australia, and in 2017, a revised version of Snoopy the Musical uh, was produced at at, uh, Texas University. Then in 2018, the musical premiered in South Africa, and this is where some big Broadway names come along. So a benefit concert was presented of Snoopy at the Peter Norton Symphony Space in Manhattan, New York, uh, in April uh, 2004, and it had Christian Borle star as Snoopy, and Broadway actress Sutton Foster was Peppermint Patty. And that's it. That's literally all the production history I, I could compile together. Yeah. I can believe it. <laughs> yeah. There isn't a big long paper trail with this one. No. Well, it's not a heavily produced. Well, not professionally. Regionally, amateur-wise, yeah. yes. This is how gone on have a very good life there. Professionally, right. you know, people go more for the Yurka Man Charlie Brown, which Autumn shakes her head. <laughs> I don't know, I, Autumn. That, I, I think the music in this one is better. I think Yurka Man Charlie Brown gets more appreciation because of the one song, the My New Philosophy, that everybody knows. 
I don't like that song. It irritates me. That's my new philosophy. Fair, fair enough. I don't like Sally as a character. She, she's okay. She no, she's a type. She's a type. Oh, the blonde just ha- happens to be the vacant one. Yeah. Come on. She's <laughs> also a, the child of the group. Yeah. Like, let's give her a little credit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the top three songs then, Autumn Smith. What okay. is your first choice of songs? Just one person. Did not make my list. Really? Come on. It's a cute song. It's a beautiful song about hope, about friendship, about uh, if just one person believes in you, big enough and strong enough believes in you, uh, that will become two and the two will become three and more and more and more. And if all those people believe in you and it's it's so beautiful to hear children have that philosophy yeah that we should all adopt it it's a great philosophy and a very earnest and honest one shows the power of people what i think is really great about this musical and what i why i think i love it so much is the honesty because it, it is as if kids wrote it there's a lot of songs like that. Like that, there are a few that aren't, and we'll get into those because that is one of my mm-hmm. hangups with some of the songs that make the other list. Is that they don't sure. fit this childlike mold. That's be very well set up. Yeah, but this one does, and it does. I'll tell you where it came back. It came back on the Muppet Show. Oh, really? And yeah, Bernadette Peters sang it. Ah, uh, and it was when Jim Henson died. Oh, that's damn. The song was the perfect goodbye for him. I agree. I I agree. You know? I yeah, yeah. My number one though is Snoopy's song. Who wants to chase rabbits? Who wants to fetch sticks? Who wants to lie down and play dead? Who wants to do chaos? biscuits that doesn't seem right who wants to be told that his bark is worse than his bite who wants to eat dog food it tastes like it sounds who wants to be one of the pack and run with the hounds not me that's who got better things to do i love this opening because oh the world according to snoopy uh, let me see. Did they change the name of the song? According to my album and my song list, oh. there's The World According to Snoopy, and then there's Snoopy's song. Okay. Different. Okay. So Snoopy's song is the one where, where and what I like about it is, it's basically, it, it, it's the stream of consciousness of Snoopy's being told to play dead, roll over. And right. basically, basically, he's just talking, he's forthwalling with the audience. And it's kind of like, this is what goes on in a dog's head when you're 
giving them commands and they're not listening. It's a soliloquy song. It is totally a soliloquy song sung by a dog. And it's so earnest and funny and heartfelt that he's hearing this, like, get, like, get a goldfish and he's worried. And then he's also like, have you ever tried dog food? It tastes like it, it, it tastes like its name. Like tastes like dog food. Yeah. Right? And I always worry about that when I give my dog dog food. I'm like, right? Are you eating that because you're desperate? It's like when you have healthy snacks. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, why am I eating this rice cracker when I could have a potato chip? Right? Exactly. And I mean, that's yeah. exactly it and it's just so and, it, and this is a great kickoff to the piece because it has that childlike sound to it from, from the kids like it's written in that bit it forces the actors to sing a little bit higher versus like in, a, in their a bit of their natural voice so it has that childlike joy to it and it's fun and there's energy to it it's a great just kind of jump jump off point for the story it sets you right away like snoopy's gonna be our fourth wall breaker he's gonna be Kind of our through piece, if you couldn't figure that out by the title. Um, but then you also you also get to see all these other characters kind of coming in and out of Snoopy's world in a way. But it's not a big show, but it can be a big show. Like when, when yeah. we did it, mm-hmm. there was, you know, Snoopy and Woodstock. But yeah. Woodstock had a gang of Woodstocks. <laughs> and there was Peppermint Patty and her gang. Yeah. And they, like, they... The the small voice became like this unified voice. Yeah. And it was great. It's a great show to do with, with kids. And it's um it what I you've just said it about the dog. Like it it it's like kids came together and said, let's write a musical about ourselves. And it's just they ask questions and they try mm. to deduce things. Yeah. And that's what kids do. And mm. You know, we get so, as we get older, we get so stuck. Yeah. And I think the reason why I love this musical so much is it because it leaves us in that state of play and curiosity. Mm. Yeah. And so what if it's not earth shattering? Does yeah. it leave you going outside and looking at trees and the clouds differently? Like every time I think of the cloud song, I want to look at the clouds and see what I see. <laughs> And yeah, we're all trying. Of course, it becomes competitive mm-hmm. when you're in your circle of friends. That's part of the gift of that song, right? And don't worry, trust me, we'll get to that song, Autumn. Don't don't jump the gun. Don't worry, we'll get to that song. I know it's in your other list, which I don't understand. Well, I will explain when we get there. Fine, fine. What's so your number what's two? The Snoopy song. Oh, I don't know. I, I really love this musical, but I'm going to say... Edgar Allan Poe. If you're listening, heaven, heaven, help me, help me. She's gonna ask us something on Edgar Allan Poe. Please don't let her call on me. I know, but I just know that any moment now. She's gonna call on me and ask me something I don't know. Please, and I'll do anything you say. Please, don't let the world find out what I don't know about Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan, stories and essays, wrote the history of Marie Roger. That is my honorable fourth mention. <laughs> I have two others that I enjoy more. I just love it. 
That's so great. I, it's and and the 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 way it is composed, very sauntime. But there's like a it is very sauntime, but there's an anxiety to it. It's just gonna have time with anxiety. Playing. Yeah, on Edgar Allan Poe. I know yeah. it. I just know it any moment now. <laughs> Look, it's there's like this. Oh, it's, it's, well, it's like the bird kid in Joanna, it. right? The the bird caught yeah. the caught bird. But it's that panic of a test, and I think it's captured beautifully mm-hmm. in this number. Well, we've all and, been there. We and there's we, yeah, and there's those types, right? There's yeah. the the classroom types that come out the. The person that thinks they know things and is just going to say what they think yeah. they know, but it's all wrong. It's mostly my, of course, it's Charlie Brown. Yeah. I'm going to be confident and say it anyway. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. And then there's Linus, who's, you know, quieter, but knows everything. Yeah. Like yeah. he's in a, like, he's a walking encyclopedia. Yes, he is. And then there's everyone else and just the, these panic statements like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it's so good. It's such a good number. Yeah, it is. It totally, it totally worked. I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I mean, I totally would have made it. It is, it is in my fourth spot. It was, it, yeah. it, 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 it was, it was a really tough contention. Cause I mean, it just, once again, it totally captures, it's almost like the writers went out and interviewed kids to figure out what goes on in your brain when like when you know the teacher is going to come and ask you a question and you don't know the answer and you and you're going to be on the spot and they get an it's it's almost verbatim theater in a way oh completely but what what is great about it and what i what i have to say about um grossman and hackety in this is that and knowing what grossman's work with the muppets he he was a perpetual child yes and we need more people to be perpetual children because as we start to stick ourselves into boxes, we become stuck yeah. in a box. Yeah. <laughs> we true. become, you know, and uh, we become institutionalized. But it's, you do, but it's where, it's where hate starts to form. Mm-hmm. It's where, you know, alienation starts to form. It's where injustice starts to form. Inequality starts to form is when we stop being curious. Yeah. And what would happen if we were curious and fun and adults listening to this today, go out and play, find a beach, play in the sand, pick yeah. up a children's book and read it and look at the world with wonder Go out in your backyard and sit in the grass and just pick grass and throw it up in the air. Like do something that is joyful. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That is my request. I love that. Great song choice. Thank you. Thank you. My number two, though, is Mother's Day. Thought I would not pay her to see the way you'd smile each time you used to bounce me off your knee. Dog, each step you took, on my appointment vine. Every day would be Mother's Day. Every day would be Mother's Day. I love that you're 
picking all these very random ones that I don't know very well. It's hilarious. I like it because, it, once again, it's deceptive. Because it's up because Snoopy's remembering it, everything with his, with his mother a certain way. Like, yeah. like, for example, like, she thought that I was the best, so she put me out in front of all my brothers. She wasn't there to say goodbye because, oh, it was too hard for her. And it, but but yet, when you listen to the lyrics, it's a bit almost like a neglected child justifying the neglect and the, and the tragic backstory they have, right? So it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird mix where, once again, in, in once, it makes you think and wonder, do dogs miss their parents? Oh, yeah. Right? It can't go down that road. It makes me sad. Right? And I think that's why nobody thinks about it, because they go, well, do well no, I do think about it. That's a problem. I do yeah. think about these things. Yeah. Like, when I look at Maud, I'm like, are you happy? This is happiness for you. Like, when yeah. you look outside, would you rather be wild? Have we, yeah. is your containment, yes, there's some good to it, but there's also some shitty parts to it. Like, I would love to get her a backyard mm-hmm. that she can just run around and be happy. Yeah. You know, I I hate shaming her and bossing her and dominating her. Yeah. I'm like, that's, you know. My cat is quite content to sleep her days away, moving from five different spots in the house depending on the hour of the day but then again cats you're like are you happy or are you just satisfied and and that's a big question i have for everybody like when you're doing your job are you happy yeah or are you satisfied that you're making money so you can buy things that seemingly make you happy but still don't make you happy because that's not what happiness is yeah like, I can truly say is finding a pencil. Oh yeah. I I can say I am happy. Yeah. Even though sometimes it's terrifying. Yeah. That's why this musical is is appealing to me because mm-hmm. it is. It explores perspectives that we should be thinking about. We should be thinking about our animals. We should be thinking about our children. Yes. We should be thinking about the lessons we teach them and what we are passing on. Careful of the things you say. 100%. Careful of the things you do. Children will learn. All right. All right. So, yes, Mother's Day was my second choice because it just made me question about dogs and parents. I like I like the deceptive quality of it where, once again, it's perky, but it's, 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 once again, it's a serious Hamlet style soliloquy of someone trying to justify past actions that we can read very clearly as a not so loving thing but he does so i think it's a very great bit of writing there that they did for snoopy all right what's your number three don't be anything less than everything you can be don't be a cloud if you can be the sky don't be a feather be a bird and fly can fly with a feather gun. Be the bird in the sky and the tree and the deep blue sea. Don't be anything less than everything you can be. Did not make my list. Probably made your other list. No, actually, it didn't. Thank God. I just oh, look at it's <laughs> it's such a great way to say be just go out and change the world. It is, and you can do it. Don't let anyone. You know, it goes back to the alphabet, defying gravity. Don't yeah. let anyone 
be the Trump, your not perception the of yourself. Because, you know, and it comes, it, they're at a crucial age. If they're 10 or 11, mm-hmm. they're in that place of being able to be swayed mm-hmm. and change their resolve. And yeah. how do I become popular so I'm not alienated? How do I, mm-hmm. you know, um, how, do, how do I successfully become a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> How do I become the one thing Autumn hates the most? Uh, I love sheep. This is the problem. I love sheep. But you don't like teenagers. I love teenagers. I do. You said a number of times on this show that you find teenagers boring and you don't, and you're not fans of them. No, I find, I find that, that no, I like, I like teenagers. I don't like what happens to them systemically um, at that time, hormonally, I think it's horrific for them. I feel for them. I empathize. I, I don't hate them. I do think it is a boring time because that's it's very, um, it becomes very selfish. Yes. But I, under, I also chemically understand why it becomes selfish going through, you know, the other side of yes. <laughs> teenage years right now i have have empathy for their struggle but it's also the turning point on when they choose who they really want to be in the world yep and that's what the song is the song is all about that moment before the transition yeah and it's it's that you know we we all have to go through teenage years but i we all have to experience angst well i would also like us to just be um, come through with a little bit more self-awareness of what it was <laughs> about what our hormones do to us, uh, how they change our thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, because they do. And it's a chemical um, imbalance and we need to return to the people we were in our youth. Yeah. You know, we need to return to these two. Uh, oh, look at that. Autumn just held up a, um, uh, coaster with, with the peanuts on it. Lucy and Schroeder. Yes. It's a very dirty. Oh, Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder. Love Schroeder. He just loves his music. What's yes. that saying? It's that, it's that innocent. He and Peppermint Patty. They're on a different. Now Schroeder's theme. not in this one. He's he's not in this musical. Uh, No. No, he's not. No. No. So my number three, though, is. I know now. I know now that you can pack your troubles in any kit bag that's made. Just think of it, gee, how great it would be if I could go back somehow and have my life to live over. Knowing what I know, knowing what I know, knowing what I know now. I know now that you can Oh, I love that song too. It is the one I've been humming all week. It's a great trio number. It's a not like not done often. The 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 three female trio, like mm. Mama Mia does them. Yeah, like there's a few in Spring. Like, there's one in Spring Awakening, I think, which is yeah. I know Autumn just made a face, uh, but it's it's a rare thing you'll find as a three woman 
Oh, also Witches of Eastwick. Parade. Parade has the... Oh, that's right, the factory girls. So, I mean, they do show, but it's not common. What I liked about this was that the vocals were written for the actresses to have them sing higher and to make them sound younger. The lyrics were highlighting these childlike discoveries that fit uh. age and, uh, and the excitement of those things and things that would interest people at that age, like can you bounce a snowball? Can you like like uh, milk a do? Uh, I forget. It's like milk a dewdrop or or like ring a, a bell of some kind, something like that. Uh, but it's like these little everyday things that they're discovering for themselves. Oh, or or or, or like or like when uh, I or, or like when I cry, I'm not leaking, <laughs> right? Like it's those little things, and that's what's different about the cloud song. Because the cloud song has moments where I go too advanced. These kids are talking about things that, but it's at a different time. It's at a different. Think about children's like um, cartoons at that time. They were talking about huge things, like the U.S. Constitution and Mount Rushmore. That was something that was prolific on Schoolhouse Rocks. True, there was talking Mount Rushmores and stuff. I remember it. And how how does a bill become a law? And all of this stuff where you're like. I'm five. Why are you? That's <laughs> true. But true, you, but you remember it. Yeah, yeah. You remember it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I know now. I like it because it's written perfectly for the characters, and it's a rare trio that gets done. It is, and it, and it has that great harmony and melody to it. That's just, it's good. I just, it, I, it, it, it was the one where I was like, yeah, this is my third. And it's it's sweet things like mm-hmm. I know now that the price of a thought is a penny. Yep. Uh, I know now why the kids never stole very many. Yeah. If any, <laughs> I know now that you can't bounce a snowball. You can, but not very high. Yeah. Just think of it, G. How great it would be if I could go back somehow and have my life to live over, knowing what I know now. But. The thing, the the fact that they don't know is the beauty of it, mm-hmm. and the discovery. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a. It is a great song, but it's also just going back to the point I made earlier. It's our life needs to be about discovery every single day. Yeah, we feel. I think that when you hit like your thirties, it's like I should know everything by this point. Yeah. I know it all. I've been through university. I've got my master's. I've done this. I've, I'm married. I'm, I'm married. Yeah. I got my kids. I've got my house. I've got my job. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. There's where where is the discovery? The yes. beauty of life is in the discovery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I've been I, you know doing the seven project and listening to a lot of indigenous elders and. The openness and the curiosity and and the gifts that they keep giving back to children and acknowledging that children are the wisdom keepers because mm-hmm. they keep they keep asking questions and i I just have to value that I think you know this is very much a a, a culture based in power mm-hmm. and power doesn't come from curiosity power comes from holding knowledge yes. And I think it's very myopic. And I think it's, as we can see, it's very dangerous. Yes. 
Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So I that yeah. Everyone, listen to Snoopy. Listen to Snoopy. Snoopy. Okay. Three songs we either would skip or would cut. Autumn, what's your number one? Do you have any on your list? I mean, I don't I the the ones that have been added since the um original. Oh yeah. I don't know. Well, like I I don't know the West End song, so hurry up face. I don't know. I don't think you need it. That is number one on my list. Hurry up face. Make it snappy. Come on, come on. Fall into place. Make me happy. Come on, come on. How long can I wait? Face, I'm feeling the strain that you're running late. Face is as plain. I I think it's doesn't work it's it doesn't feel in the the same age range well that's exactly it. and it's it feels more mature singer like, like, like if anything it should be patty who's first of all it's written for a chest voice not a kind of mixed voice where you yeah. get that kid sound it's written as like a jazzy bluesy belty song i'm like this doesn't fit like if patty's yeah. trying to make herself be, be more mature or sound older then that should be part of the song is this Oh, oh, like kind of, you know, like finding, I, trying to find that and not being able to find it because yeah, right? that's the whole point of the song is I'm not there yet, but the song makes it sound like she is, and it's like that doesn't work. It just it doesn't seem to fit in the ethos or mm-hmm. the the messaging of the rest of the play. It's like I need to become this better person, where yeah. it, it's it seems forced rather than genuine um yeah i don't i'm yeah. not i i don't think i don't think it was the good choice and yeah. i and also we need to recognize that peppermint patty would not be doing that for charlie brown no like i'm sorry charles m schultz i don't know what your intention was but Peppermint Patty is the oddball. She's the tomboy. And, and you know what? I'm looking at that through a 2021 critical lens. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to explore it again, you need to explore that character through the 2021 lens. Yeah. Or uh, just leave her without that song. Like, Poor Sweet Baby is kind of funny. And Oh, wow. That's my, it, second, that's my second song. Don't despair. Smiles are what I'm there for. You won't have to call on me. I'll always be right here. Here to kiss and cuddle you and whisper in your little ear. Don't fear. Well, I I don't sexual and suggestive. These kids are ten, and it's well. Let me kiss and 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 cuddle your ear, and it's like no. But it's because they're hearing that from their parents. 
but they don't set it up that way. It's just, I know this song but, comes up and it's like, and, and it's not written in a, in a childlike way no. to make it seem like, oh, they're playing pretend. No. It's like, no, this is written seriously that this is meant to be a flirty song. And oh, funny at the end that Patty does the never going to happen, Charlie Brown, at the very end. Yeah, but it's, it's not set like up that way to be moment. a little bit jokey. And, and it, it's too adult. It's too adult. Well, it also, like, the never going to happen, Charlie Brown, is like mm-hmm. a... Like, why would she be malicious in that way? Right? And exactly. I I think I here is my read on it. Okay. They wanted to include Peppermint Patty, but they didn't want to include her as her true self because they didn't know how to explore that in 1975. Right. Who did? Yeah. I mean, you know, the Stonewall riots happened in 69. Yeah. So it was fairly new. Mm-hmm. fairly new to have um, queer identity as even a, a topic that crossed people's lips, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the, in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the gay pride parade, I, th- I think came a couple of years after 1969. Mm-hmm. So we're still in the early, you know, moments of the gay liberation. Yeah. Right. But I think they didn't know what to do with her. They they thought they should have a love interest, but it well, she was work. cut from your good man Charlie Brown because they didn't know what to do with her. If I remember correctly, she's I not mean, in. Just let her be. Let her be. Her she could have a whole baseball song, and it would be hilarious. Yes, and maybe she could say, "Never gonna happen, Charlie Brown." Maybe Charlie Brown's like, "Do you want to play catch with me sometimes?" And she goes, "Never gonna happen, Charlie Brown." Yeah, and that. You know, the fact that she recognizes her own, like, boyish charm mm-hmm. could be enough. And that line would resonate with every gay person ever. Yeah. Uh, never going to happen, Shirley Brown. Would be hilarious. And then she fucks up with Marcy. Yeah. Hilarity. Yeah. So Sally Brown right? replaced Patty in um, in um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, when, when they revived it. So, yeah, they didn't, they didn't know what to do with Patty. That's because she's a tomboy and no one wanted to address the queerness. Yeah. But now, as you're exploring it again, it's a great musical. Just give her a baseball song. Yes. Make her queer. It's hilarious. And, you know, with the green, put a little rainbow stripe on it. Very good. Let, let her be the, you know, she's the Ernie and Bert. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it, it was. She was. It, it was not stated, but it was stated loudly. Yes, in her Birkenstocks and her baseball cap. Come yeah. on, <laughs> come yeah. on. Or, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, my third song that I, I'm sure you can guess, it's the Cloud song. I see the Civil War.
Well, shocking. I don't I know, know right? why you don't like the song. It's not that I don't like it. I just think it's what's different from I Know Now is this one includes a lot more, as I said, a lot more mature things. That, yes, Linus will get some of these. Like, like I, I pulled up the lyrics. So, for example, like Linus says, uh, so let's see here. So Charlie Brown says, I see. Patty says, a team of 20 milk white horses. Fine. Lucy says, uh, I see a dinosaur, uh, a uh, bronchiosaurus, which I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, that's fine. If, of if course. Four-year-olds know what bronchiosaurus. I don't even think a bronchiosaurus. It's a bradosaurus. That's it, bradosaurus. Uh, then Snoopy says the Civil War. Fine, Snoopy. Oh, because it's Snoopy. What yep. Sally Snoopy. says Red the Pilgrims. Linus says Camelot. Lucy says Caesar at the Rubicon. But don't forget, they're in a different... Like, we learn stuff like that in school at that time. I'm old. I know. They learn Okay, fine. Things. To me, from the stuff I was learning at age 10, I was definitely not learning about Caesar and... and like, I know, we've dumbed like, it down. Years. We've dumbed it down because yeah. we don't think children can handle things, yeah. which is stupid. They are the people who can handle things. Yeah. The like, pyramid of Khufu? That's another one I'm like... Like, like here's a prime example. That. Are you ready? Okay. Um, I did a land acknowledgement recently. Mm-hmm. And in it, I acknowledged the 215 uh, children who died. Yeah. Whose stories were stolen from them in a cultural genocide. Mm-hmm. I pointed out a fact. I was told that children will be watching and they won't be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. When do we start teaching children the reality yeah. of Online. what could happen? Yeah. Like... If children don't know about this and they're this, the truth is hidden from them. Yeah. We are liars. We are, we are not offering them the gift of being able to make effective change Mm -hmm. because they are the change. Mm -hmm. I think that was so incredibly myopic. But we got to keep things nice for children. Well, that's what they know. That's we they can't know. tell children about death or illness. What would happen if something bad happened to you? How will we, how will we get over the anxiety mm-hmm. of illness and death with, with you? Yeah. We, we cannot hide things from children. I think there's a very good way to talk to children about these things, but I don't think hiding things information is power but i think there is a way to do it kindly exactly and it leads to them asking more questions yes hopefully that's the end result yes exactly and i mean i totally get all this but for me not growing up in the 70s a lot of this stuff i was like I think this is a little bit above some of the kids' heads. No, it's not. It's not though. It's not All right. today. All right. Maybe, but look at it. Like, look at the look at the the books that are popular now. We have kids talking about wizardry. We have them talking about Greek mythology through Percy Jackson. We sure. have all of this, right? Like Hannah has just inhaled all of the Percy Jackson trials of Apollo 
gods of Rome and Egypt. Fair enough. I mean, for now, the song, the cloud song, will stay on this other list. I agree with you that maybe there, are, maybe there is some wiggle room in there. I just go. I think I know now is better suited for these characters than the cloud song. Yeah. Yes, but they're pulling out all of their their knowledge that they think they know that, but they don't know. True. Like I see the paintings of the Sistine Chapel. Yes, yeah, I that, saw the I'm fall like... of Rome. It's like right. This is ridiculous. You don't even know. You've heard this as a buzz phrase. Yeah. And but I think you can do that in the direction of it. Like yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. I need to see this directed in a way that yeah. it feels like that competition game of yes and yes and. It has to be fast, right? That's right. Bouncing on I see the fall of Rome. And they can like throw like little ellipses in. Yeah. And, I see a and, horsey and a ducky. Yeah. And <laughs> poor Charlie Brown all the time, right? And that's what I like about Charlie Brown is because honestly, that's probably what he would be thinking he sees. What child wouldn't? They don't see the fall yeah. of Rome. They're yes. just competing. Yeah. But in that, it shows that they're starting to become, it, 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 it lends to their age. Yeah. I think it's very smart. I think Grossman is so I think Grossman and Hackaday are super smart. I, I think yes. I think it's dead written song. I think if I saw it directed like you like you described, then yeah. I would be more on board. Because the way the song comes across in the recording, it's very pastoral. Very lying yeah. in the field staring. I'm like, no no. The song works and it needs to be snapping yeah. yes ending on that energy. Like they should almost be landing on top of each other's words. Absolutely, it has to be clippy. Yeah, so I think that's what was missing. Uh, if it's clippy, then I get and, and I and maybe, maybe make a few more mistakes. And they're yeah, like, and, and with that, it's like you know when I when we did it in Oshawa, they had like mm-hmm. people walking by with the clouds of the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> I I think it'd be hilarious to counter what they're saying with just clouds going by, and the yes. person carrying the clouds would go, really. Yeah, that's perfect. That'd be exactly how you do it. That would be hilarious. It would be. I totally support that direction. Thank you. There's so many musicals I need to direct. I know. People won't let me direct musicals, and I still don't know why. Autumn, you have your own theater company now. You can do... I know. It has no money to direct musicals. That's, That's the journey of the year. Ah. Tis true. Tis true. That's right. Well, let's answer the final question, Autumn. Does a silver place today? Should it be revived? My Charlie Brown self says 1000%. I concur. I think this musical is, is very, is, is great for what it is. It's a solid regional, international, amateur piece of theater that's great for that type of group. I, I, it, it's, it's not a Broadway fit. This is not this. This is not it's need to not be on Broadway. epic. It's not epic. It's an off Broadway fit, though. Like in a black exactly. box, it's, it's great. It's a small black box house, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, the West End has a lot of those theaters that are on the West End, so that's why it fits there because yeah. you need to have that intimate space. And that's I, what's great about this piece. This piece is an intimate, close, close read of children and and them at this precipice of their lives. Done. Done, done, done. So we should do Snoopy. We should do Snoopy all the time. It's great. We should do it with children. We should do it with adults for children, for adults. Everyone I agree. Watch it. I agree. It's like our town. We should also do our town. That's another classic. 
Another classic indeed. Thoughts, thoughts later. Yes, exactly. But there we go, Autumn. We made it through episode two. Snoopy. Now, before we go, we'll give a quick shout out to our dear friend, Mr. Brody Wells. Oh, Brody. Our fantastic theme music composer who Indeed. continues to write his newest singles and hits. Find him on Bandcamp, Apple Music, Spotify, and all other music locations. Father Flozes. Father Flozes, exactly. Hail Father Flozes. Exactly. Exactly. And you can check out our Patreon page where yeah. Autumn and I do all types of fun stuff from top 10 lists. Maybe we'll do top 10 Peanuts characters or <gasps> top 10 comic book strips that we feel should be turned into a musical. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. We do that. Oh, wait, do... one already was kind of fun home. Oh, that's true. That is yeah. true. That is true. I love Alison uh, Bechdel. Mm-hmm. That, well, one best musical. So clearly did something Rightfully right. so. There you go. But yeah, listen to that. You, I mean, I mean, I mean, we do live movie musical commentaries over there. So if you like the one we did during our hiatus, you can most certainly request some more over on Patreon. All right. So, Otto, where can people find and follow you? Listen, all the places. I have so many social media accounts now. <laughs> Autumn DM Smith is my personal one. You can hit me up there. The, it, I answer for the rest of them. But I also have. Littlewood Smith, Timber Beast Productions, and my newest venture with my partner, Sarah, our radio show, Lesbianist FM. And when do those episodes air on? Is that like every Saturday or once, nope. a, or once, once a month? once a month. Once every four weeks. Once every four weeks. Gotta okay. store up and wait. Mm-hmm. And make you quiver with anticipation. So it's a special program. Yes. Well said, well said. Well, you can find and follow me at Mackenzie Horner on all social media platforms. Follow my antics with Cup of Hemlock Theater, where we're doing reviews, interviews, roundtables, polished reads, all that good stuff. Check that out there. Thanks. Yes. And I mean, that is it for now. Tune in next week to find out what episode three will be. But there we go, everybody. We are... Panito, we will see you all very soon with episode three. Stay healthy, stay safe, and remember to stay inquisitive. Go find those discoveries. And don't be anything less than everything you can be. Be the trunk, not the leaf. The tree. The tree. (laughs) Be, be, Be the tree, not the leaf. Don't be the moo if you can be the cow. Exactly. Thanks, everybody. Bye! Ah, goodbye! The world according to Snoopy Can be the world you want it to